my goodness it worked we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it we are doing it hello howdy and welcome to episode 106 of water hockey where we talk all things texas hockey and the stories and culture that surround it we're coming off a wild weekend where we celebrated our 100th episode at Northside draft house got the whole gang here but before we dive into this week's episode we have to thank all the french fries that came out and all the people that offered up their raffle prizes for us celestial brewing bishop cider company fall cider brewing super deaker and of course the out americans and a special thanks obviously to blake and jared from Northside for all of their support pretty much since day one for allowing us to basically make Northside draft house the hub for water hockey uh, and a huge shout out to Randy from Third Line Draft, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, he flew in for this event specifically. Um, I want to be rich like you one day, Randy, where I can just get up and fly wherever. Um, but he was there. Fly to Dallas on a Tuesday or a Friday. On a, on a whim, on a whim. And whim. literally just hung out, just just, just vibing out. Um, but he was part of the special night as well. Uh, that being said, you know what to do. Follow us on all the social medias at Wada Hockey. Uh, and to kick it off, let's send it to the gang. We'll chat about the uh, the old Selly. Uh, first and foremost, the producer with the most. Oh, thank you. He does it thank every you. week. He makes us sound like golden gods. Pat, a.k.a. Schmitty. Uh, how the heck are you, man? How, have we recovered yet from last Friday? How are we feeling? I feel great now. Saturday was not great. Girl, preach. Did you get all the <laughs> sin out of you? <laughs> I uh, fell asleep on the couch a little bit after grabbing $30 of Whataburger breakfast. And <laughs> from probably 2 o'clock until 8, and then 8.30, had dinner, and went to bed. We were in bed for 8 to 12 hours the entire day. Oh, my word. It was, it was worth thing. it, though, because Friday was a fantastic time. I had a lot of fun. And I'll say again, lot. thanks to everybody that came out. And a uh, special shout out to the folks. A few of you guys bought me uh, Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Jaeger. I had, yeah. I had about three Red Bulls worth of Jaeger bombs Ooh. on Friday. I'll, you know what? I really, I love Jaeger. I'm not against it. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Same. Um, it's, I love it. I love it. You, you I either really... love it or you hate it. I really, really would love if Jaeger was a sponsor of this podcast. Shannon, I know you're probably like, you. <laughs> yeah, I could get on board with that. Stupid boys. But yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love Jaeger and I don't care who knows. I, I can't wait to uh, maybe have a Jaeger machine in my house one day. Oh, Ooh, dude, wouldn't that be oh. the dream? Yeah, they're okay. great. So, yeah, yeah dude, it was a lot of fun. The whole gang was there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jason, how did you recover, my friend? How was how was your bounce back? Man, I recovered by going to work. Work oh, that shit right. off, man. Yeah, that's yeah. You, you I had to be at work text. at like seven thirty. You sent a text in the group chat. You're mm. like, oh, I'm getting off of work. We were like, 
What? You thought you were like just waking up. <laughs> nah, man, I'd already been living for like six hours. What are you guys doing? Sle- recovering, sleeping. Like, sleeping. Yeah. Oh man, oh, it's just man. another day at the paradise, <laughs> serving the good old folks of uh, Rowlett. Parking and Rowlett. recreation. Yeah, parking and wrecking. Well, you did great. We all did great. That was a night. That was a time. Uh, yeah, my bar tab was like way. I, I mean, I drank. I had my fair share. So yeah, you know, we all got a couple uh, hefty IPAs and ooh, little nine percenter. Yeah, a couple double double IPAs, and that's uh, where that's those that's what how most people think of Jaeger. That's what I think of IPAs. I can't can't (laughs) same same can't do it. He's not drinking the right ones. Speaking of the right ones, all of us on this podcast, soon to be Patrick too, have the right ones when it comes to bags. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. We're all like, where's this going? I'm back on yeah. my Segway. I'm back on my Segway. We rolling around. <laughs> and those bags are called Conway and Banks bags. Jason or D- DJ, what did we come up with? What? Your DJ yeah. name? No. Oh, Funky J. Yeah, Funky J. Spin that DJ Conway Funky and Banks. J. Spin that Conway and Banks. So I guess DJ's finger blast was a no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was, though. I think uh, that's your new nickname. No, but see, <laughs> if I'm trying to get gigs at like uh, high school proms, I don't think I can do that. That's the perfect place for DJ Finger, finger Blast, blast to show up. Come on. <laughs> you can see like a bat mitzvah. Like, oh, look, it's <laughs> DJ Finger Blast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> look at him, Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, Conway yeah, Banks, yeah, y'all. Yeah, more about the old Conway <laughs> and Banks bag. You know, I put all my DJ stuff in my Conway and Banks bag because it has so many organizers in there. True. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. But no, honestly, guys, go check out ConwayBanks.com. Go to the link in our bio. Go check <gasps> it out. They've got all the bags you're going to need. They've got the gold lamp red. They've got the black. They've got the navy. You guys missed out on the D5 one. But sad. You could still get some great bags there. Uh, they come with removable organizers to keep all your stuff organized. Uh, they also come with these beautiful, like waterproof materials, and they have these giant holes on the side that keep all your gear like nice and ventilated. Uh, so yeah, just go check it out. Uh, go to the link in our bio. Go check it out. Use code WhatAHockey10 and get your gear to the rink. And Shannon, come on. Oh, Jason, you didn't even tell us what go. your favorite feature was. Though, oh, the foot match. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it is the foot match. You love the feet. foot match. Foot keeps match. my feet nice and uh, not moist. Uh, Where? At all those nasty rinks. Yuck. All over Yuck. the place. All over the place. Not just here in DFW. Nasty rinks aren't exclusive to DFW, guys. <laughs> They're all over the place. Uh, up in the north in Minnesota, I've heard Minnesota. of some shit rinks up there. Oh, yeah. So, luck guys are disgusting in general. So they just true. breed. Uh, what's bacteria. Uh, what's the staph infection? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. It's not fun. No, it's not. Yeah, dude. unless you're into it. like 
pimple popping, then it, you can just drain that bad Ugh. boy. Man, for a live episode, man, we're getting into it, and I love yeah, it. We really are. What's Gross. up, everybody? What's up, chat? Welcome. Yeah, we need we need more people in the chat. It's okay. They'll come. Oh, if you build yeah. it, they will come. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, it's the third time I've had to use that reference today. Nice. Or that I've heard that reference today. Hell I said yeah. it twice at work. So. Let's go. Uh, Shannon, fantastic job on the, the style. You're, you're getting yeah, better absolutely. every week. Thank you. Uh, Shannon, how was your weekend? Uh, how did you spend your recovery time? And was it with your kids? <laughs> Well, there was zero recovery time because I had my children with me at Northside. A lot of you actually um, took your time to verse them, you know, in Smash Brothers and uh, Mario Kart. And uh, I think it's personal for Fink now. Actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw Fink lose in Mario Kart. Uh, that's okay, man. Embarrassing. On the yeah, 64 at that, like, that, you had home court advantage. It was the the controllers were all wonky. Oh, it was the controllers. Okay. A poor car. Do you guys have a 64 What? Do you have an N64 at the house that he can practice on already? No, my kids are just geniuses. Okay, so yeah, dude, Fink. <laughs> nice. No excuses, man. No, that's fair. I mean, you I, shit the bed, dude. I'm not a genius. I mean, oh, it's, it's fine. Dude. It's fine. Well, um, other than that, my recovery was like I said, I, I was momming, so I didn't really get to let as loose. But uh, no, I'm I'm super super grateful for Blake and Jared and everyone at Northside, kind of letting my kids just hang out and beat them at Mario Kart. So thanks, guys. I blame I blame the remote controls. Uh, it's a cop out. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's fine. I was just did you not blow in the controller? Out. Like we like, no, we did have to. They did. Okay. They did. Shout out to Blake for for really. Uh, Yep. Working through all the issues of the N64 not being popped out for a Man. little while. So he yep. he really set it up. Lots of air. Really got the dust out of it for you. Sure yep. uh, that being said, Northside Draft House, we've talked about them for weeks now. If you are in the DFW area, specifically Richardson, it's right across the street from UTD. We're going to keep pumping their tires no matter what. Uh, we're about to get into the hockey talk here in a second. We're going to wrap this up with a... Very fitting draft because people love drafts. And uh, yeah, so we're going to end it with a nice little drunk food draft. Uh, so if you guys have a go-to drunk food, uh, throw it in the chat. Throw it in the comments. Let us know. It might make the list. So I got to skate at the American Airlines Center again. That was cool. Don't sound too enthused about it. Yeah, it no was, joke. It was cool. Got, uh, God, was that yes, Shannon? Wearing atrocious? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, at least I could identify him. Do you mean do oh. you mean this? <laughs> do you mean this phenomenal look that was oh, blessed man. all over the American Airlines How Center? Did we get so lucky. The only the only issue I have with this photograph, uh, if you look at this photograph, is that you're is not wearing that, it right now? That and that I am in front of a Bud Light sign, and yeah, I am in fact a Coors gross. Light man. Oh, the silver so, bullets. Yeah, you're welcome, get America. You you're welcome, America. So I did catch a little bit of flack uh, from people that have yes, been on the podcast. Jealousy. Uh, Seth Enzer said I should be banned from the game of hockey forever. He uh, yeah, Make some you valid know points. But you know Jealousy's how he's an sick, ugly color. You know, you know how sick he would look with that beard coming out of the bottom of that magnificent visor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a really good time. I was very grateful. Uh, to the team of the Reapers and invited me to join their I don't know. Uh, they invited me to play and I obliged and I had a fantastic time. 
A couple of them came out to the 100th episode Selly right after that. Um, So that was really cool to hang out with them. The Puppers stood no chance against the Reapers as we came out victorious with a final score of, I believe, 5-0. to to It's a shellacking. It was a bit of a shellacking. Quite a shellacking. Yeah, really fun. And there might be another one of those styles of skates coming up very soon. Um, Maybe we'll get some live content. Not going to go into any further details. Got to keep it secret. Uh, But what I am not going to keep secret is third line draft. If you are a beer leaguer like us and you love to travel and you have the money to, that must be nice. Third line hockey is perfect for you. We are super excited because, like I said earlier, Randy flew out just to hang out with us for the 100th episode. Sully, that was awesome. Uh, They're all about bringing like-minded individuals together for hockey-filled excursions. Uh, Places like Colorado Springs, Las Vegas, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to name a few. There are more options out there. They are planning more tournaments as well. Uh, They will all be homes for upcoming drafts and are open to all skill levels. So if you're just getting started or if you've played for 10 to 15 years, this is all for you. So there is only one requirement, and that is to have a blast. Have a good time. So check out all the details on how you can get signed up at thirdlinedraft.com and remind you that is 3-R-D-L-I-N-E-D-R-A-U-G-H-T.com. And go ahead and give them a follow on Facebook so you can get all the updates, start meeting people within the community. Uh, That way you can make friends. So if you are one of those people that likes to travel alone and likes to experience things alone, uh, then you can already have people there hanging out, waiting for you that you know and you're familiar with, so it's not like you're just walking into a room with a bunch of strangers. So, do that. Uh, One more piece of exciting news for all the French fries, because apparently summer is here, judging by this garbage weather today with sun and the... It's like 85 degrees, man. It felt amazing. It's No, no, this was awful. I was miserable. I don't like the heat. Poor I can't thing. stand it. It's disgusting. This is I was not all, heat. I wouldn't even call that heat. <laughs> Anything above 70, I'm heat. out. New dealer. Heat uh, wave. It was a heat wave. Yeah. In the oh. island, in the sun. Boy, boy. Okay. Bonus points if you know that movie. But Sauce Toss is back with Wada Hockey just in time for spring and summer. The code is back for 10% off of your entire order at saucetoss.com, hashtag bags for beauties. So if you're looking for your new outdoor game or if you have a warehouse that's big enough to be air-conditioned and want to invite me over because it's too hot outside, I'll take that. (laughs) Use code WADASAUCE today, 10% off the entire order. So head over to saucetoss.com and do that. Um, Get get your sauce toss to the backyard in style. Uh, (laughs) New tagline. Let's talk a little bit of hockey. The Allen Americans announced that they have traded forward Gavin Gould. Hey, how are you? Thanks for coming. Poor guy played like seven games. To the Wichita Thunder in exchange for Stefan Fournier. Fournier adds size and grit to the Americans, clocking in at 6'4", 220 pounds, and has 12 points in 17 games with the Thunder behind seven goals and five assists. Uh, the Americans, they're they're hanging around the playoff picture. They're six and four in their last ten and continue to battle for a spot in the Kelly Cup playoffs. And I have it on good authority that we're going to be bringing back many more of the Americans players, coaches, and front office here in the very, very soon to be future. Words are hard. 
but yeah, stay tuned for that because we'll have we'll have more people from the Americans on here very soon. Uh, the Texas Stars kind of struggling lately. Uh, not it's strange. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty much firmly at the top of the Central Division uh, in the AHL for. Quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even come up with the words because it's been so long. <laughs> but they are now uh, in second place to the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, they both have 64 points. And stop me if you've heard this before. The Admirals currently sit at the top of the division as they have three more regulation wins. And the Texas Stars currently sit with seven overtime losses. Ooh. Seven overtime familiar. losses. Those are yeah. rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Yeah, something seems something's in the way. Love that go. song. Great song. Batman. Great movie, right, Pat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so overtime losses, not just a struggle in the NHL, but also the AHL for the Stars system. Uh, the Dallas Stars. Okay. Now we're gonna get into it. It only took us twenty minutes, but we're gonna get into it. The Stars offense has completely fallen apart and fizzled as of late. And I feel very comfortable saying that. Uh, They still are at the top of the Central as of today, Tuesday, February 21st. That's when we record. It's live, though. So thousands of people watching will will know that. But they're at the top, 72 points. the Jets are only one point behind the Stars, and thankfully, even though the Stars are three, two, and five in their last ten games, yes, two and five, both all of ugh, the Jets have been playing five hundred hockey, and they are sitting in second. Um, so, I think the Jets are five and five in their last ten. So they've they've also helped out the Stars a bit by not being good um, or being five hundred. There is a little bit of hope for the Stars as now. After the all-star break, they have the easiest strength of schedule, which you would think would be good, right? Well, tell me about that whenever Saturday came around this last weekend and they got pumped by none other than the Columbus Blue Jackets, which, in my opinion, is where hockey goes to die. It's not just hockey. Columbus sucks. Yeah. I had no fun in Columbus when I went. Well, it's because you were in Ohio, which... Boom. And if Drew Carey's Come not there, then what's the Texas. point? What's the point? But honestly, it's that game. Bowling for Soup's a great band. That game <laughs> Thank you. was so frustrating. And I told you guys when we were all kind of chatting in the group chat, I, I shut my laptop and I was done. It, it, you could just tell. I can't and really shut my laptop when I'm at the game oh, witnessing yeah. it in person. Mm. That was... You can just cut. I, I I already said it once. I'll say it again. The refs got a hat trick on that game. Yeah. What was it? It was Six two goals that got refs, called so. back. So they took two from us. The first was for offside by Robo. The second was for goalie interference on Wyatt. Jamie ben. Wyatt. It was Wyatt. No, it was on Jamie. I thought it was on Jamie Ben when he came. Jamie Ben the hit him. Hit Wyatt scored I the thought goal. it was Wyatt skate hitting the pillow. Jamie I believe it was Jamie. skated through the crease and had. Regardless, unacceptable. Regardless, it <laughs> was goalie the third, interference. They um, Miro hooked, so he awarded the. Oh Lugans yeah, goal. yeah. Officiating has been suspect for quite some time. Uh, unfortunately, the Stars fell victim to that on Saturday. Uh, but at the same time, 
that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I get that you're on a night two of a back-to-back, not even a night two, essentially afternoon because they played at 5 p.m., which, in my opinion, was a really stupid decision. If you're making a team travel back from Minnesota on a Friday night to Dallas to play, you should at least push that game back to 7.30 or 8. That gives them ample time to get reacquainted, resituated, and reset. But a 5 p.m., that just... I don't know. That felt very early, and it feels like if you're a creature of habit like one of these stars are, you don't have the time to fully mentally reset, uh, especially because, guess what? You went to overtime and then a shootout, and you lost the night before. Um, it just feels very repetitive at this point, saying the same things over and over again about this team. Why can't they win in overtime? Why can't they win in a shootout? It's not Ottinger's fault. It's not his fault. He plays well. And honestly, Saturday wasn't Wedgwood's fault. It wasn't all his fault. It is the team in front of him not being able to execute. And listen, the officiating sucks. There's no question about it. But mentally, you have to prepare yourself as a team, as a professional athlete, to get ready and battle as many teams as possible on the ice at the same time even if that means you're battling the refs and the team that you're playing. So this I would the playoffs. There's no room for mistakes. Like exactly. That. And I guess the only upside, and we've talked about this before on the podcast is that there is no three on three overtime and there are no shootouts. So it's just five on five hockey, which thankfully to a degree makes me comfortable. But at the same time, the way that this team is playing right now, I don't think they've put up more than two goals since the all-star break um Mm -hmm. i don't like this this offense is just not clicking like it was before the all-star break and i don't know why i don't know if it's because other teams now have figured out the stars game plan and have watched enough tape on them to combat the stars attack I, i mean it's just this team is now starting to lose more one goal games uh, then I'm comfortable with them, you know, going into the postseason. I you think need for to me, it's that. the fact that it's predictable that you kind of know going into the game, like, all right, we're going to score and then we're going to like completely demolish ourselves in the next two periods. <sighs> or if we tie it up, we're going overtime and we're going to lose. You know, it's just everybody kind of knows what to expect now. It's their MO now mm-hmm. completely. Dang. And it's <clears throat> kind of sad. It is. And, this is where the divide between fans comes in because some fans are like, and and th- this I'm bringing this up to bring up something else that was said by our magnificent owner, um, Tom Gaglardi, but there's a group of fans that are apologists that are like, I don't I don't see why people are so upset. This team is still in first place. Yeah, that's fine, but then there are also, yeah, one one point away from being out of first place which is a bit of a concern and not to mention if you look at the east those teams are demolishing the people under them Mm. bruins prime example i think they have 91 points as of tonight which is just bananas why is the east so much stronger than the west like absolutely wild it's it's so frustrating so yeah, then there's the other side of fans that are, are 
I would think more like on the mindset that we are that are kind of pounding their fists on the table and saying something needs to change. You need to figure this out. And obviously you guys are not going to get rid of people like Ryan Suter, who to me, I, if I can say that I don't notice you, that usually means you're doing a good, a good job on the ice or in any sport. If I don't notice you, if you're not standing out, you're there, you're doing what you need to do and you're not messing up. I don't notice Ryan Suter because he's not doing anything. He's not offering anything to this team. I don't care that he leads the team or has led the team in time on ice for a majority of the season. And that doesn't mean anything to me. I need someone like Amiro Heiskanen. And when you have a guy like, for me personally, Joel Hanley, who Joel Hanley may not move the needle to a lot of people, but when Joel Hanley started playing earlier this year in January, I believe that's when the Stars went on a tear of not allowing a goal for like two and a half games. And granted, you know, Ottinger is, is very much to thank for that, but you take him out and then Suter comes, or not Suter comes back in, but you have other guys on this team that can make a difference on the defensive end and help maintain puck possession and build that fortress in front of Ottinger that you have to battle through just to get to him. And for me, Suter has never been that guy. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> and and <laughs> so the reason that I wanted to kind of segue into this is because uh, the team owner, Tom Gallardi, was on a Vancouver radio station uh, last week, and oh, he right. criticized the media in Dallas. He said, I have a little bit, I'm sorry, and I quote, oh. um, if I if I chuck my if I tuck my chin into my chest, I look more like him because he doesn't have a neck. He looks like a Pixar evil villain. Looks I have like a little Ed. bit yeah, I have a little bit of an issue in a market like Dallas. We don't have a media that really holds us accountable. They do to a point, but our media in the US in a market like Dallas tends to be cheerleaders. You know, sometimes I think these guys need a little public pressure. And while I, I kind of agree with that. I don't agree with it coming from the guy that chose to buy the team that's in the city he's talking about. Yeah. Right? And he's up in Canada, mind you. He doesn't live in Dallas that I know of. He's not in Dallas. And you know what? I am going to say a curse word. <gasps> I fucking hate oh. Jerry Jones, but at least he's at Acceptable. every single game. Yeah. At yeah. least he involves too himself. Present. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, I love Mark Cuban. And he's at every game. And he's at... What? He's in prison? He's also too present. Yeah, so, I mean, if we can get like a little bit of a... I mean, actually, you know what? They're both too present because Jerry Jones thinks that he runs that team. He, but he least, owns it. Well, he does. I don't right? want to get into this, but this I mean, not the at least Cuban... About. Yeah, at least Cuban can take a step back and realize where he's... Like, Yes, he's super present, but he also can take a step back and realize who can actually run the team. I guess I don't know. Right. I think he's brought in, in enough pieces. I think he's brought in enough pieces to kind of Yeah, and so like when he brought in and you know, we're gonna cross we're gonna cross sports talk for a second. When he brought in Jason Kidd, he's letting Jason Kidd coach. Right. Mm -hmm. Rick Carlisle, he let Rick Carlisle coach until he didn't agree with the way that Rick Carlisle coached. And then he said, I think it's time to part ways. 
the thing with Tom Gaglardi is he's partly right, but also show the fuck up. Show up. Be around. Yeah. Be present in Dallas, the city that you own a professional sports franchise. I've heard some complaints from, and this is wildly out there, and it may not be as much of an issue now, but a prime example is the Hunt family with FC Dallas. Yeah. The Hunt family also owns the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. who I don't know if you guys have heard, are pretty good at football. Huh. So the Hunt family spends more time in Kansas City than they do in Dallas, or at least parts of the family do. And when we, you know, granted, FC Dallas has a lot of homegrown talent and they're able to be competitive with that homegrown talent. It's it would be nice to get a splash, you know, when Messi was rumored to want to come over to MLS for FC Dallas and the Hunt family to say, we've made so many millions, if not billions, from the Kansas City Chiefs that we're going to pump some of that money into the FC Dallas organization and we're going to make a bid for Messi because you want to really electrify the fans, bring one of the most prolific soccer players of all time to Dallas. So the biggest issue I have with Gallardi is he's saying this on a Vancouver radio station. And so if he wants something to change, if he wants something to develop in Dallas, more like a Canadian market, which I'm sorry, U.S. markets are not going to be like Canadian markets when it comes to hockey team, because just because it's not our sport doesn't mean we don't own it. Sorry, Canada. Apparently, Bettman has it out for you. Uh, (laughs) look Look it up. Canada has it one since Batman comes in. Um, but I do I do agree with him to the fact that he said that we are too many cheerleaders and not enough of asking questions when it comes to sure. the media. Sure. Um, so I, I turn it over to you guys. And Shannon, I'll ask you first. What do you feel like the media could do that might better or help better cover this team instead of just being quote-unquote cheerleaders i mean honestly you could say the same for the media that you could for the boys that play they just need to apply a little bit more pressure like if we need answers we want answers i understand that there's some things that they can't answer but on the subject of galardi spouting things from his royal throne up north that's not going to help anything you can't solve any issues being that far away and not seeing things firsthand so but i will say you know whenever he would come to town Oh my gosh, it was like doomsday, right? You know, people hunched over like, oh, Tom's here. We're everyone's all worried. So it, I think for morale, it'd be better if he were around more. It might help more. So as far as media, like I said, just apply a little bit more pressure. And and I think too is if you're in the media and if you're in that that media scrum, and and listen, you know, we want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of the media. We don't want to talk down to people that we would like to be next to one day. But there are journalists and writers that when they ask these questions at post-game scrums, it just feels like they're they're doing it in a way that it doesn't hurt the feelings of the players. They don't want to make them mad because they lost. And I mean, it's there's like, a difference between like just being direct and trying to dance around a question. And a lot of people in this day and age have issues with people being direct and being blunt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I come across as rude sometimes. Just I'm not trying to be. I'm just direct. Like, I don't have time to dance around and worry about your feelings. Yeah, I know that for a fact. Oh, facts. <laughs> Major facts. 
Later. Womp, 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 womp. But I, you know, it's, it's, you're right. And they need to be more direct. So I don't know, Jason, Pat, how do you guys feel about how the media handles this team? And, and how do you think that they could possibly change that and put some more pressure on the team? I think part of it is that the fan base, while Stars fans that are fans are pretty diehard for the most part, you're a Stars fan and you want to go to the game or not. But one, it's impossible to watch the games. So fans don't really have a reason to care. And in response, I don't think, not that the journalists that cover the Stars kind of feel like they don't have to care that much because obviously they do just read sod's work on the athletic and you'll see that he cares a lot yeah but i don't think like outside of tom Gillardi saying media doesn't care enough mm-hmm. it's hard for people to care about the fourth most popular sport in texas when it's so hard to watch and from there the media doesn't have any reason to cover it the ticket runs maybe three segments about the stars per week maybe mm-hmm. 15 minutes each yeah maybe. yeah they have sagan on less than an two, hour yeah. yeah yeah they have sagan on they'll do on wednesdays i think and then mm-hmm. razors razors on friday morning and that yeah. is it even during the playoffs because it coincides with the mavs if they're in the playoffs it's an afterthought yeah yep which sucks because we obviously love hockey and the stars have a really good chance at success but a lot of people just don't give a shit i don't know i i I agree with you but i also feel like hockey is kind of going in a way where it's kind of having a moment i mean i grew up here and the hockey scene is wildly different yeah it it was it definitely is yeah that's definitely uh I mean, I kind of applaud the stars all the time about how they've kind of grown the sport. Right. Uh, Regionally. Exactly. Exactly. And and building it from the ground up, like starting with the youth and with all the programs that they offer. And I think that it will happen in due time as we kind of build these hockey players. I say we build. As Dallas (laughs) and DFW kind of builds and starts breeding hockey players, it's just more people who care. Unfortunately, DFW is kind of a... It's turned, into a, it's, well, it's turned into a hub for everybody. So, like, it's weird. You know, you get Boston fans and Chicago fans and 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 uh, Minnesota fans just mainly because they're here in DFW for work. Right. That's a, so you know, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird to, to kind of see that. So as much as I think, you know, hockey is growing, especially in DFW, I mean, hockey in general is just growing. Uh, I mean, like, it's going to pick up here in Dallas. And but the fandom will start though with this, this next coming generation where I really think it's kind of taken off. I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of kids that are really getting into the sport. Um, and you know, there, you have to give credit where credit is due. The stars have made this sport much more seen and popular, uh, not just in North Texas, but Texas overall. I mean, just today that they announced that they're going to be doing their training camp for next season down in Cedar park. Um, which, you know, I, I get that they were doing it in Idaho because the Steelheads are up there. That's their ECHL affiliate. But, you know, 
that didn't make any sense to me because why would you take a team that's from Texas and there's you know ample places for them to play and put them up in Idaho? But they're going to be in Austin or north of Austin at the beginning of next season, so that's really exciting. Uh, and then they learn to play. Obviously, you know they supply the gear for these kids at a much much more affordable price. Um, but yeah, you know they they are making strides to do that. It's just really frustrating because I feel like there's two sides uh, to this. And, you know, Twitter is already a terrible place to be at. But if you go on Twitter at any given point during a Stars game, you have the why isn't so-and-so doing this, that, and the other. And then you have other people going, you know, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. So it's there's really, you know, you'll never make everybody happy. Uh, but these players do need to be held more accountable, uh, especially moving forward in this season. You know, Tyler Sagan being one of them and Mason Marchment. I mean, where did you go? Uh, guy hasn't scored in uh, what since the very beginning of January, I think 30, 30 games, I want to say. And, you know, he started off the season. Great. He was one of the leading scorers, le- leading goal scorers. He was great. We thought this is what was advertised. Uh, so, you know, that brings, well, I do want to say this before we go into the trade talks because, uh, I thought it was really cool. And it was really funny since we're talking about the media, uh, the make a wish kid, Max, uh, that the Dallas stars signed today. I thought that was yeah, really okay. cool. Um, mm-hmm. they brought him on, put him on the team. Uh, Hinojosa is his last name, uh, had his own locker and everything. And then they did a media scrum and, uh, <laughs> Max asked coach Pete DeBoer, uh, what's your overtime and shootout? Like, and DeBoer goes, you're killing me. You but really got to go there. Yeah. You really got to go there. And Max goes, how do you manage the shootout in overtime? And Saad Youssef commented, finally, somebody in Dallas media that asked the hard <laughs> questions. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. Um, really just all cool right. all around. The stars do not lack in being part of this community and really, you know, trying to make make a difference in people's lives when it comes oh, to yeah. things like that. So uh, that being said, uh, Max, newest member of the Dallas Stars, welcome. We'll make a graphic for him. You know, obviously going to be that. an integral part to this team. Really quick, I found out Mason's last goal and uh was at New Jersey on December thirteenth. That's awful. That's awful. Yeah. Even at a, at a price that we got him at. Woof. Uh so that being said, what are some things that are going to help this team? Yeah. Trades. Trades. So Sorry. I don't know where to start because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of trade targets. Let's just knock the one that's at the top, and I say that as he's the most talked about. That is one, uh, not our own Pat, but another Pat, Patrick Kane. Um, I mean, people are arguing now that he is the greatest American-born hockey player of all time, uh, which would take that from Mike Madano. Uh, so. Yes or no, Shannon, Patrick Kane, and who in your mind would you give up to get him? Gurionov. Yes, Kane. I mean that's yeah, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's gonna be a a pretty resounding uh, I've been saying that for a while. So I'm I'm a bit of a um I'm on repeat now. That's fair. Uh so I'll I'll ask other Pat. What about you? Any anything that you feel like would be thrown in the mix for Patrick Kane to be a part of the Dallas Stars to make a Stanley Cup run? I mean, you have to maybe fra, fa, maybe fra, Foxo, sub, bro, with that five and a half million cap hit. Yeah, you gotta do some money magic to make that work. 
Santa I don't know. He's so hit and miss, you know. I guess maybe it's the inconsistency of Foxa or Foxa. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not dogging Foxa as a player or as a contributor, even though he probably underperforms for what he's supposed to be. But right. it's purely money. Patrick Kane's cap hit is ten and a half million. That would tie up thirty wow. million of what eighty eight million dollars in right. three players. Yeah, which is not good when you have to field twenty. So I've got an I've got an answer for that, but I'm curious, Jason. Is there anything else that you throw into the mix for Patrick Kane? I'm going to throw a wild card here and say, let's not touch it. Oh, God. I mean, you're one of those people. Even I am, dude. I really am. <laughs> Because I'm not too sure this thing is quite broken. Uh, does it need some fine-tuning? Sure. Just like right. any other team that needs to make some midseason adjustments. But is this team really broken? Not quite. Sure. Do we have a couple of people dragging us down? Can we get rid of them? Absolutely. But you're going to have that on literally any other team that you play with. That's Every fair. team has that. So it's just unfortunate that you have bottom two players. Somebody's got to be the bottom two player. Unfortunately, it's kind of Dennis in the situation. So is this team broken? I'm saying no. I Because I've seen this team perform at such a high level that I do feel like this team has what it takes to go all the way. But yeah, sure, we're in a funk right now. And I would much rather hit this funk now than in two months from now. The end of Three April, yeah. Yeah, That's which is, is, is generally kind of par for the course with this team. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. answer but, Pat's question on how we make this work, it's going to take a third team and they're going to have to eat some cap space. Yeah. Much like, um, I don't know if you guys saw the trade for, I believe it was, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. It might've been the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which he scored two goals in, in his game with uh, Toronto, I think today. So cool. They, they found their missing piece apparently. Um, but Minnesota, I believe was involved in that trade because the cap hit was so grand that, they got a draft pick and ate up quite a bit of the cap uh, hit that he put on that team. Now, don't quote me. It could have been somebody else. But basically, they were a third team that owed a favor to another team. So they said, you trade us a pick and we'll eat $4.1 million for this cap hit. Great. So to me, and Jim Neal, listen, we give him a lot of grief. The whole I like where this team is at. I swear to God, if I hear that this off, this trade deadline. I do. I don't like where this you team know is. You're at. going to. As long as Kibi Ranta and Gary Onoff are on this team, I don't like where this team is at. I'm sorry, Kibi Ranta apologists. He does not do anything for me. Is he a small, physical, scrappy guy? Yes. Do I care? No. I don't. He had one magnificent game that sent us to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm tired of hearing about him. Tired of it. Gary Onoff, go away. I don't care that people like him as a person. I don't want a good person on the ice. I, yeah, want, I don't I want know that, him as a person. <laughs> I want that. I want that dog. I need someone that's got that dog in him. So it's going to take a third team. I think Jim Neal has the opportunity to make it happen. And as of right now, today, February 21st, the Dallas Stars are the best option for Patrick Kane. They're the best option. They're at the top of the division. They're at the top of the West, I believe, right now. Tied with the Vegas Golden Knights with 72 points. So if the Dallas Stars and Jason, while I do agree with you that this team is not broken, this team will not be able to compete with an Eastern Conference finalist. 
right now. We saw what happened against Boston. I mean, realistically, we're looking at Boston, right? Right. Like, that's... Right. Uh, unless we see a monumental meltdown, which that's what's so beautiful about hockey in the NHL is you have teams like, what was it, Tampa Bay that got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so, you know, speaking of Leafs, we have friends in the chat. Go Leafs. Oh, he also, God. He also loves your shirt. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually his. Uh, not his shirt, but... Whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Whoa. Made it weird. No, it's okay. You're doing great. Everyone's having fun. Here. I'll tell you about this well, shirt in a little bit. So... That being said, too, there is somebody else on Chicago that I've mentioned before that I would really like for this Stars team to make a run for, and that's Max Domi. So, and you know what's funny we'll is as I sit here tomorrow, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna get a good look. You know, it'd be great is if we just had a Patrick Kane or Max Domi jersey like ready at the at the American Airlines Center, and we were like, hey, wait, since you're already here, <laughs> since you're already here, snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, Max Domi actually has one more point than Patrick Kane this season, which I think is pretty funny. And Max Domi is that scrappy kind of guy that we need in the bottom six that's actually going to go up and throw hands because apparently Marchment knows how to take a hit but doesn't really care about defending himself anymore with fisticuffs. I don't know what that's about. I thought we were getting someone that was going to be uber physical. Uh, I thought we were going to get another kind of Dolandria type or a Jamie Ben. Haven't seen that. Don't know how I feel about it. Um, it seems so, like we have players that are kind of dipping their toes into that sort of goon lifestyle, and then they ease back. Because I guess baby everybody boy. has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah, baby boy, jump on in. Water's fine. Yeah, Punch him in the chin. <laughs> uh so out of curiosity do you guys have anybody else on your radar as far as trade targets for the dallas stars um we already talked about the big bold one for me i think it was a couple weeks ago john klingberg coming back because we need another offensive defenseman i was met with a lot of grief but are there any names that come to top of mind and go anybody go first big chin Luke Shin? He's, only because he's been thrown around uh, in trade discussions. And he has been currently held out of the lineup for, quote-unquote, yep. trade-related reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's uh, Vladislav Gavrikov. He's another one uh, with Columbus. But apparently, there is a deal in place with Boston right now, and they need to make a, wi- a little bit of cap space as well. That's the thing, too. This is and this is I could go on so many rants right now, but we need to get to a drunk draft uh, here in a second. The cap being where it is with the NHL and the reason why I think the NHL is not getting more and more uh, traction and it remains the fourth most popular major sport in America, North America, is because the cap is so small and the owners have made it this way. It's not all uh, it's not all Batman's fault, but most of it is. I hate him. Um the cap is too small to make any big splash trades like that on a regular. Look at the NBA Dallas Mavericks prime example, Kyrie Irving, one of the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Controversial. controversial. Yeah. Contra- we'll go with controversial. I mean, really he was polarizing, um, but that's yeah. the one. He is one of the most polarizing athletes in the NBA right now. Luka Doncic, easily one of the most popular athletes in the world right now because he is, he's global. And you have wow, wow, Mr. Wow, wow, <laughs> Dolly. Uh, 
you have a fan base in the Mavericks <laughs> and Luka Doncic saying, we need more help. And then the Mavericks go and make this splash trade that is an astronomical trade, if you really think about it, because they can do that. Their cap allows it. Or they don't have a cap. Look at look they at have the a Texas. Soft, they have a soft cap. Yeah, I need a soft cap. Not a not a hard cap. Go soft. But look at look at the Texas Rangers. Look at how much money they have spent in two off seasons. We're not talking about millions. We're talking about close to billions of dollars in acquisitions. Jacob DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in baseball. The Rangers go, how much money do you want? Put it on this piece of paper. All right, cool. We're going to give you $200 million more every year than what you asked for. It makes sports exciting. It makes people want to see what's going to happen because things get shaken up so much. But because the NHL owners and Gary Bettman have this weird little bubble that they have to live in of poverty, you don't get to see that. And that's why the NHL trade deadline right now is kind of like, oh, that's awesome that Tarashenko got traded to the Rangers. And oh, that's awesome that Ryan O'Reilly got traded to the Leafs and this, that, and the other. But they're going to be rentals. And that's it. Like there is almost no chance of them re-signing with a lot of these organizations that these major players are getting dealt to. So it's frustrating because the Dallas Stars could easily go out, and I guarantee you Tom Gaglardi has plenty of money tied up in his Canadian hotels and restaurants that he can go out and make a wild, wild trade if he wanted to, but because there's that stupid hard cap, he can't. Bless you, Jason, even though you muted yourself. We're professionals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Gar- Tom Gallardi worth $4 billion. Oh, yeah. wow. That's ridiculous. Really? All I need is like a hundred networkcom Excuse me, uh, 3.92. And uh, yes, celebrity. Broke ass bitch. Where, oh, future <laughs> millionaires go every really. day. Trace Commas. Yeah, if you're under Trace Commas, yes. Uh, so. And, and it, like, from a media standpoint, like, how boring would it be if the Chiefs re signed Patrick Mahomes and they're like, Patrick Mahomes making $15 million a year? Okay. Who cares? And? Yeah. But no, when Patrick Mahomes signs a, what, seven-year, $400 million contract, people are like, holy shit. Yeah. ESPN's posting needle. fire emojis and eyeballs because they want to reach these geeds. Reach these geeds. But it's like the greatest player on planet Earth, Connor McDavid, can't make more than $13 million. Like, that doesn't... No one cares. Yeah, you don't. You don't know how good Connor McDavid is until you watch him. Because people say, "Oh, Connor McDavid's the best player in the world," and you're like, "Oh, how much does he he make?" Oh, his current contracts, you know, eight million. And they're like, he makes as much as a second string NHL or uh, NFL lineman. Like, yeah, the compensation for their value on the ice is not representative at all. No, and, and, and this is an argument that I will have until the day that I die, is hockey is the most physically demanding sport out of all four major sports, yep. by far. Yep. It in, in the after effects that a lot of these players have to deal with, uh, you know, I get it. Football is a contact sport. They're hitting every play, and there are concussion issues. Hockey is just as bad, if not worse, when it comes to concussion issues. So... Yep. 
Uh, we can talk about that until the sun comes back up and goes back down. Um, but for the sake of time, we'll, we'll digress into different matters. But it's an embarrassment to see how little these guys are getting paid, um, knowing how much their bodies suffer after their careers are over. Uh, regardless, Not just their bodies, though. I mean, it's exactly also- mentally, they they it's it's beyond taxing and. Mm-hmm. We got wildly off topic because we were talking about trades. There's a ton of guys out there. Uh, we've asked multiple times of the French fries, who are some of your trade targets? We've had some great conversations. Keep those up. We'll keep posting stuff. Obviously, we want to see the stars make a splash. Um, but that's going to bring us to our final final part of this beautiful, beautiful live evening. I'm ready. Um, oh, you got... Did you get notes? I did. Oh, that's great. So... I just wrote them down. I love that for you. We all had a time this past weekend. And as we talked about, we have recovered. We're back. The 100th episode, Selly, at Northside Draft House. We had a blasty blast, a heck of a time with all the French fries. But we may have gotten a little inebriated. So that led me to ask, or nay, I say draft. Everyone's top three go-to drunk foods. And I am going to defer... And I'm going to give it because ladies first. <gasps> Shannon gets first pick in the drunk food draft. Even though she says she's probably the one that gets drunk the least out of all four of us. That's okay. It happens. Ooh. So, Shannon, that being said, your number one overall drunk food pick and go. Whataburger breakfast burger. Mm, okay. That's yep. great. Because it's after 11. You're probably tipsy. So... I respect that. No, I, I mean I'll make that. someone go get it for me. It's fine. Oh yeah, DoorDash. And you don't want to pay that six ninety nine delivery fee. Sometimes you gotta you know, do what you it? gotta do. If you're inebriated, it's worth it. I can't money. do it on principle alone. I just can't. I, I, I mean, have no principles. I was about to say if I'm if I'm three sheets, I'm be like, I'm gonna get extra extra. Who needs up. principles? Leave I it at the door. A long time ago. Leave it at the door and knock three <laughs> times so I know it's you. All right. I'm going to dish it over to Jason because I'm going to go last because there was apparently some some tomfoolery afoot uh, when we did this last time. So, Jason, your number one overall <laughs> drunk food and go. Num- okay, so hold on. Why do we start with number one? Why don't we build to number one? Uh, it's too late. Uh, it's too late now. What's done is done, Jason. Okay, maybe so we can pretend. One, uh, give me Jack in the Box Munchy Meal deals Ooh. all day. Preferably Solid. the uh, chicken bacon one, the chicken bacon ranch burger there mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm, got. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so, Chef's Kiss. Uh, it's perfect, man. It's come with the two tacos. Comes with the uh, drunky, drunky fries. Yeah, uh, with the uh, drunk munchy fries with the curly fries and regular fries in there. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not just uh, it's like a melody of fries. It mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. just it's a perfect combination. And the beautiful, price is right. So beautiful little mess. Matter of fact, one. I'm probably going to eat one of these right now. Hey, hey, later. Pippi, you're not a part of this show. What up, Pip? You're not a part. <laughs> she nope. is now. No, I'm not putting kibbles and bits on the drunk food. Oh, drive. come on. All right, Pat, you're up. Number one, Lego. My number one is a throwback to my college days Uh-oh. because I ended up here at 2.33 in the morning, quite often. This is New York pizza on Campus Corner. Any Ooh. variation of pizza. I know y'all don't know what that is. Nope. Mm-mm. Assuming you've never been there. Nope. But they stayed open on weekends we'll until 
4 a.m. They know their crowd. Shout out. My uh, yeah. One of my buddies got kicked out of there at 3.15 because he was falling asleep at one of the tables. <laughs> I'm sorry that your establishment feels like home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, this is the only place I want to take a shit on when sorry, I'm drunk on the trip yeah. there. <laughs> I have an app idea for that, by the way. Oh. Did we just have an uh, app for that moment? No, like, okay. I don't want to... If we know any app people, it basically... <laughs> Patrick, you, you made a good point here. Like, when you're out on uh, a street where there's uh, typically a lot of bars, sometimes those bars don't have very well-kept restrooms because of the people mm. who frequent those bars. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you Valid. get the rumbles in the tumble. You That's, get the rumbles yeah. in the tummy. Yeah, the you have to make a beeline somewhere where are you going to go to on that street qt so but what if there's a qt not nearby everybody knows qt has the nicest restrooms aside from bucky's but like so yelp but for restrooms for public restrooms so like where would you take a number two interesting i like that i've um, also i I think jimmy john's for me i hate i hate to burst i hurt i hate to burst your bubble (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's already a thing no um, yep, because it's a it's like a where i've pooped it's like, it's like a where so. it's like a where i've pooped app and yes, they basically and give, uses it yeah and you rate it depending on how nice the God bathrooms were damn it um, a couple in right. the, the comments before you say yours fink i was gonna i was gonna hold off on it but mary brown's big mary burger i know how to read emojis and so the smart. famous garbage plate at 4 a.m in rochester new york at rit Okay, I'm going to need to see pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to see pictures. Uh, My number one, it's kind of like the garbage plate, and that is going to be the Waffle House All-Star Special Mm. with waffles and sausage, not bacon, because I prefer the sausage when it comes to my breakfast foods because bacon just gets in the way. It's chewy unless it's crispy. Um, And then, obviously, eggs sunny side up and hash browns literally with everything but tomatoes on it. I have a confession. It's all okay. Oh no, no! Here we go. Don't you, you say this? I already know where this is going. Don't you say it? I hope it's that you haven't had it and not that you don't like it. I've never it's worse been than to Waffle House. Oh, <laughs> that's God. fine. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's we'll change don't that. Don't lie to her, Fink. This is not fine. It's no, it free. is because it's better than her saying I don't like Waffle House or I would okay. rather have Denny's. I've oh, never been. That's the worst. But you know what, so, guys? We can we can introduce. We can see. We the can do first a show time from Waffle House, but we have, yeah. but we have to go at like one thirty to get the full experience. Yeah, in the morning. Yes. Yeah. You cannot. They still, come they on. still make There's... that <laughs> at night. Come if no you have never been to a, if you've not... never been to a Waffle House at two or two thirty after the bars close, you yeah. have not lived. Oh, I turn into a pumpkin by like ten p.m. We gotta wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. You've got you've got, no. you've got defense. You've got defense. Oh, There's the no, uh, <laughs> I'm about to go to the living okay. room right my now. My girl's got my yeah. back. That's fair. Okay, so we'll we'll change this. The next but time we number... get drunk, though, let's go to Waffle, Waffle House. House. Uh, there's one on the way home from you the Richardson. Go, yeah, I was gonna say we could go like from a game after Richardson. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Shannon, back on you in. for the sake right. of time. We're gonna go with your second overall pick and your drunk food draft. You are on the clock. Okay, this one, I'm not picky about where I get it from. It doesn't really matter. It's biscuits and gravy with a fried egg. Beans and cheese. Oh, nice. I mean, you could put fried egg on a shoe and I would eat it. I I would. It's so good. 
Who throws a shoe? Honestly, uh, Jason. Honestly, no, I'm sorry. Was it Jason? Yeah, Jason. <laughs> You're number two in the drunk food draft. You are now on the clock. Uh, Taco Bell. Anything I mean, Taco Bell. Okay. Just anything. Surprise me, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. That's fair. No sour cream, obviously, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. Uh, I'm uh, actually one of 2023 uh, New Year's resolutions for Jason was to try foods the way they were intended to be eaten. No so, modifications. No modifications. Good for you, man. Okay. So That's a bold resolution. Yeah. So uh, just opening up the palate a little bit. So sour cream has been introduced to the palate, and it's not terrible. We love it here. Uh, we have a good time. So, oh, I'm so Good on you for trying it. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's something I'm really proud of this year. Good for you, man. Mushrooms here have been you. on there as too. I, I was not a big mushroom person. Oh. And still not necessarily the biggest mushroom mm. person in the world, but I've had Sauté more. The fried uh, mushrooms from Northside Draft House. Yeah, they are really they good. They slap. Yeah. I bet. Slap oh. right in your mouth. Uh, Pat, number two overall in the drunk food draft. You're on the clock, sir. I'm going uh, Jack in the Box. Ultimate cheeseburger, no ketchup. Curly yep. fries. Mm. Yep. So Ranch. Maybe two tacos on the side. Ooh. Uh, if I'm feeling frisky. But uh, that's a that's a go to for me. That's that's Solid a good one. one. That's a good and I will say uh veteran move on the no ketchup because they load ketchup on their burgers. Uh huh. Like all three heavily. sauces is too much. It's a lot. Too much. Yep. I so love sauce. I'm a sauce Must boss. Mayo, ketchup, and it's, yeah. It's bad. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I want to give an honorable mention because Jack in the Box is not my top three. But if you have not tried the egg rolls from Jack in the Box, <laughs> mm-hmm. they they're. So, I'm sorry. Did I just steal your number three? Yes. Oh God, they're so good. Uh, my number two overall, and this is gonna cause a lot of controversy. It's the Chili Five Way from Steak and Shake. I absolutely love the smorgasbord of chili and hmm. beans and onions and cheese all packed delightfully on that top of spaghetti noodles. Sounds like you're going from one problem to another. Oh, yeah. We're living in the moment. <laughs> we are living in the moment. So is this comparable to a uh, skyline chili, I guess? Cincinnati chili. Exactly. So, yeah, Which that's where it's terrible. So, that's, yeah, well, that's is. because someone decided to put cinnamon in it. Uh, they don't do that at Steak and Shake. Okay, uh, it's not the cin- it's not that. the cinnamon. It's the overload of brown sugar that makes it so sweet. Yeah. Huh. So Steak and Shake, I can confirm, or maybe not, because I'm usually inebriated, does not taste sweet. Um, and do I some now? Granted, this was when I was about sixty five to seventy pounds heavier, like three or four or five years ago. Um, I would get like a burger on the side, and their French fries are like the string fries. I was a big old fat piece of shit and i would eat so i would eat like 35 dollars worth of steak and shake after a night of drinking so good lord what is that even sounds, cholesterol yeah that sounds yeah. about right i would though. wake up and i'd be out of breath <laughs> anyway uh shannon number three did i steal yours or Almost. can you come up with another one on the fly no 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 my number three and it's funny because you were these were both mentioned my number three is from jack in the box yeah. jack in the box needs to be taking home the trophy tonight I think so. It's two tacos and three egg rolls with sweet and sour sauce. Oh God, there's it's so nice. good, uh, <laughs> unsuspectingly good. You know what I found out? And I don't know if this is actually true. I heard this a few years ago. Their tacos are nope. Uh, the egg rolls mm-hmm. are from Schwann's. You know that delivery? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the truck service. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You're welcome. All right. 
Jason, rounding it out, the top three, your number three overall draft pick in the Drunk Food Draft. Mm, let me go ahead and give an honorable mention. Um, it is from McDonald's. It's the double cheeseburger small fry bundle uh, with a large <laughs> frozen Coke. Yeah. No, it's uh, no pickles on the and I this is where I will draw the line. The pickles at McDonald's fucking suck. Well, and the uh, so, and the onions are not good either. I uh, yeah, onions. I used to do no pickles, no onions. I've really come around around on the onion, especially good. because they chop them a little finer, and I can I get behind that. But I do uh, typically agree with that. Out of habit, sometimes I'll order no pickles, no onions, just because for like multiple years of my life that was my order, and that's you just child. how I say it. So that's very well. So I, I, I just that. sometimes I'll default back to it, but. That's fine. So honorable mention. So number three. And then number three will be the uh, bacon taquito from Whataburger. Just one? Beautiful. Uh, I typically get the combo and then uh, take two of the hash brown sticks and put them in my taquito. With you slut. On it. You, uh, so you, dirty, way, you dirty little slut. You. That way you still get two extra hash brown sticks on the side. Uh, I'm so hungry you get right extra now. Spicy ketchup. He basically, <laughs> basically made like your own potato, egg, and cheese with some bacon in there. Boom! Exactly. Waterburger, uh, hire this text. man. I'm so glad you're here, Jason. Hire this man. <laughs> keep my uh, keep my number on me always. Number forty one in our table tents. Number one in our heart. Uh, right. Pat, <laughs> let's round it out. Number three overall pick for you in the drunk food draft. Um. My honorable mention, since everybody's throwing them out there, is Respect. just pizza in general. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Because it's the it's perfect pizza. drunk food, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether where you get it from. Um, that's neither here nor there. My number three is Whataburger. No, just no item in particular. But it would be number one if you could go to a Whataburger past like 1 a.m. Nah, fam. And expect to not sit there for... 30 multiple minutes. hours yeah that's the problem with their drive-thru that's is why you, they're number three and not number one you go in feeling good and you come out sober it's the worst <laughs> you literally yeah, if you, like if you go in it takes uh, forever if you sit in the drive-thru it takes forever you can't do curbside on the app because mm-hmm. they don't want to go outside between 11 and 11 yeah that's fair it's bullshit because it's the ultimate drunk food in my opinion but I'll give you, you that, hit man. that, it is, man. It's you so hit good. that post eleven until like mm-hmm. three ish. It's a nightmare. Banana lands. It's like Six Flags all over. Yeah, I've I, I've actually passed out in an Uber because we asked him to stop at Waterburger and go through the drive through and passed out waiting on our food to get done. Best. Speaking right. of, I I think I. I'm glad that you brought this up because my initial answer was different than what my number three is going to be. And this is for my, my Dallas and Fort Worth like locals. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, by the way, we just had this come in King of grackles. Yes. My number one was the all-star special. Um, almost, almost everything on the hash brown besides still... tomatoes. Who is what? that? I don't know. It's the King of grackles. Um, <laughs> my number three Obviously. overall <laughs> pick in the, drunk food draft and pat you reminded me of this because we would ask our uber driver to do this anytime we'd go out in dallas that would be fuel city tacos with the <gasps> oh uh, because okay. nothing tastes better unless you feel like you're about to get shot and fuel city tacos <laughs> just Cash outside only. of downtown dallas 
off oh, 35. Man. Yep. Right off 35, right next to the prison. Well, we're talking about they got the one in Mesquite now, too. You do have one in so, Mesquite, but does it? You can get the same uh, atmosphere in Mesquite these days. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's just Mesquite. <laughs> um, sorry, Mesquite. We're all from DFW, so we can say it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah see, Fuel City I, is I the shit. That place for... is nuts. Yeah. It's like Absolutely. a scene out of fucking Fast and Furious and, and Biker Boys all put together. <laughs> Absolutely. What's up with the fucking Longhorns out there, too, man? What? Like, why do you got to have uh, the one at the Dallas location? Yeah. You still have like steers and. Oh, the, oh, the statues. Yeah, statues. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Don't they have like live ones? Oh, I don't know. They probably killed them all. Wait. Well, it's true. Longhorns, yes, horses, and goats. Yeah, how do you think they get the meat? Um, Whoa. Peel City Tacos. <laughs> well, Ringing this has been a phenomenal episode full of laughs, uh, loves, and tears. And I am starving. Uh, so that being said, I want to thank everybody that listens to this. Eventually, everyone that watched it. Uh, Todd for commenting, as well as yeah. the King of Grackles. Uh, and Stevie for defending Chris. Shannon. What's up, Chris? Oh, I need to explain my shirt really quickly. Oh, yeah. Explain oh, it yeah. really quick. So this is actually uh, it's something that Todd Skirving, he plays on the the Newfoundland. He plays up in Newfoundland on the Growlers, I believe. Newfies? I mean, yeah. you, mean you mean Newfoundland? Newfoundland. 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 I was born and raised in Texas. Please don't murder me, Canada. And, I uh, too, but Terry and he actually I put this shirt together. It's called the Scurvy. It says it down here at the bottom somewhere. There it is. His, um, I believe it's his dad that has uh, was diagnosed with prostate cancer, so he put together this shirt. You can see the little emblem here, and he's all, all you know, all proceeds went to that foundation. So I hope that's it'll get awesome. Very nice. Joke, though. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. yeah. What, Jason? Well, I'm nothing. On, is, uh... Come on, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't know the story behind it. Now I feel like an asshole. So. You should. Well, burn. <laughs> I just watched this. Apologize to Todd. Sorry, sorry, Todd. Sorry for Jason. Todd. Sorry, Todd. Sorry, sorry about Jason. But no, I just saw this TikTok trend uh, or this uh, playlist, and it was trying to get their coworkers canceled. Uh, where <laughs> they would totally like bait them into like saying something, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to know the origin behind what you just said?" Oh, <laughs> oh that's oh a good one. God. It's so that's funny. A good one. <laughs> it's so funny. All right, I'll send it to you later. Yep. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone that tuned in and thank you, Todd, for hanging out and Absolutely. watching with us. Thanks for hanging uh, out. Good luck in up in New Finland. Um, I want to come visit you and hang out at Terry Ryan's pubs. Um, I feel like he owns a lot of them now. Um, if you don't know who Terry Ryan is, just look up 10 inch cock on uh, Google. <laughs> What? I'm sorry, it's Ted Hitchcock, but if you say it, oh, if you say it fast, it's pronounced Ted Hitchcock. Uh, 12-inch cunt. <laughs> there goes our God damn it, dude! Now we and can't have. That. Now we have to put the. Uh, oh, that went like out the, the first window. Five minutes. Like, yeah, yeah that, that went out the window a really long sorry. time ago. Yeah. But this is one of our longer episodes, so yep, uh, exactly. Now we Boom. have to go. We did it, guys. Another live episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Make sure to go follow us on all, all forms of social media, even LinkedIn uh, and YouTube, where this will be reposted. And you can see all of us just cringe at everything that we say the entire time. <laughs> As always, we appreciate everyone's support with the French Fry Nation. And I don't know who wants to lead us off. Make good choices, Dallas. God, we needed to hear that after this one. <laughs> Stay sassy. Always. Stay moist. Mm.
And don't for any reason, even if you have a Freudian slip and really make things awkward, forget your Kermit tattoos.